Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. morning good afternoon good evening whatever time you are listening to us this is the molten fantasy sport podcast i'm your host rob kennedy the super coach hawk sitting here with my friend mickey dell the big horse how are you buddy robbie ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages welcome to the molten fantasy sports afl podcast today i've had to do many unspeakable things to get mr one percent here (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, we have our mate, Trent, who is uh, part of a, a friendship group of ours. He's currently sitting in the top 1% of all Oof. Super players in Australia. And uh, he's going to impart his knowledge, his expertise on our viewers, our subscribers, to fill you in on how he has got to where he is now and his uh, potential moves moving forward to try and win the big 50K. How are you, Trent? Yeah, good, boys. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, I definitely want to be known as Mr. 1% in all aspects of life from now on. Uh, top 1%, so that is it. We thought 781 was a good ring to it, but top 1% obviously sounds yeah. a little bit better. So, we'll, uh, mate, credit where credit's due. We have to give it across and we will. Uh, but thank you for joining us, mate. It, uh, we don't get too many top 1%ers on the show. We did have... Dwayne Dominico on, who uh, is topping the Molten League at the moment. You are sitting very, very close on his heels in third place. How does that feel? Yeah, it's surprising. Let's just put it that way. Um, <laughs> yeah, he uh, listening to the pod that you had him on, he uh, he's very knowledgeable. Um, and I am just doing what I think is best and, yeah, just holding on. So we'll see how it goes. Beautiful, beautiful. Before we get into it, we'll, we'll get some more understanding of, of where Trent fits into the group, a little bit about yourself. We will reveal your team and a few things as well. But to everyone who ever is listening to us in your podcast preference or watching us live on YouTube, welcome. Uh, here is your chance to click subscribe down here. I always get it wrong with a nice mirror image camera section. Click subscribe, support those who support us. So massive shout out to the Standard Squeeze. Again, it's only a Wednesday. I'm trying to do my best to uh, not drink too much during the week, but uh, I did have my coffee in my Standard Squeeze mug this morning. So get behind the Standard Squeeze, jump on and use the Molten 15 code to get 15% off any products at the Standard Squeeze. I can't recommend it enough. Support Mm. those who support us. But we have a guest. We are going to talk to Trent about how he built his team. We are going to reveal his team a little bit later as well and maybe discuss some of the trades that Mr. 1% himself is going to do going into moving around. Hope you listened to our podcast that dropped yesterday. He probably hasn't considering he uh, he knows much more than we do. So uh, we'll uh, we'll find out that information and then we'll talk about coaches, uh, sorry, captains and VCs this week. It's a tricky one with the Madden loophole being a lot earlier in the week. So Mick Dell, I will throw to you, where do we want to start with questioning the man in the hot seat? Yeah, I guess just just for our viewers at home, our, our subscribers and the people that are tuning in on Spotify and Apple Music and 
downloading the audio books. Just um, give the guys a bit of a, an understanding or a bit of a backstory as to your footy history, your uh, superior or inferior footy career, and how long you've been playing Supercoach for. Well, footy career was brief. Um, all, all, all junior junior footy. Uh, one one flag in the lifetime under twelve, so peaked way too early. Um, and then, yeah, footy footy took a back seat to cricket uh, because the athleticism dropped off severely. So that was my that was my uh, footy career over in the blink of an eye. Uh, but then, yeah, in terms of super coach, this is my second year doing it. So um, a bit of sophomore luck. Uh, I think going my way, but yeah, there's obviously a little bit of thinking that goes into it, um, and a lot of a lot of uh, days spent talking with the uh, with the Molten boys in our group chat, uh, going back and forth on a few ideas, which is always um, always a good bit of fuel. So that was good. We have we have discussed it a little bit to anyone who's sort of joining us, or this might be their first episode. Where the name Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast comes from, Molten. We have AFL. Uh, NRL, and we also have NBA chat with a few different boys doing different things around the country. But Molten was the name of our chat and how we sort of come together from many different parts of the parts of the universe to talk a lot of basketball, play NBA 2K, um, and we all love having a bet. We all love talking sport. Where do you kind of fit into the group, Trent? Where are you from? Which part of the world? And, and where did you kind of get involved with the group to begin with? Yeah, so I'm from uh, Melbourne in Victoria. So, um, yeah, I think as quite a few of us, I think most of us kind of yeah. got together that first first lockdown that we had, the big lockdown, got involved in the big NBA uh, 2K tournaments that we were putting on. Um, so that's kind of where I fell into it. And then ever since, I think there's been a, a core group that kind of broke away and just kind of keep adding to it over over the uh, couple of years now, I'd say, as well. Um, as you say, from all over the different states, Um but yeah, just as you say, good bit of banter in the group always. Not afraid to have a beer, not afraid to have a punt, and definitely not afraid to have an opinion on sport. That's for sure. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, um, that's, yeah that's it's right. been great. I find it very difficult trying to explain to my friends here in WA about this friendship group that I have, where ninety-five percent of them I've never actually met physically face to face, but have had more banter with, probably revealed more secrets to, mm-hmm. even had some deeper meaningfuls with. It's a it's a pretty unique group that we found through what was a difficult time during COVID. And then to now start this podcast and and a semi semi sort of business in a sense with a group of mates who half of us have never even met. Uh, the Molten Trip is still in planning. And I tell you what, when we actually get together, it's going to be a absolute rip snorter. It's yeah. going to be one for the ages. And I think yeah, it's always best when I simplify when people are like, oh, what group are you talking to? I'm like, oh, just some friends I met online. Uh, that's yeah. always the uh, that's always the kicker. People is like, oh, really? Uh, 20, but nah. yeah, twenty years ago, people wouldn't have done that, you know. Yeah, but nah. it's it's just a sign of the day and age that we're in. That so much of your socialising is done over, you know, your Instagram, your your Facebook, your social media. So absolutely, yeah. yeah. You, you spend so much time on your phone that, um, yeah. yeah. And the good thing about Molten, like having like Rob over in WA, you know, you can send a message at two at two a uh, two a.m. in the morning, and he's probably just having his morning coffee from the day before. So he's he's up and about, ready to have a chat. So uh, yeah, it's always you're never short of someone to chat to in there. It's actually Christmas tomorrow, two thousand nineteen. <laughs> no, I can't wait. Oh, right, guys, let me know what happens. Y two K is coming up, and I'm really nervous. All right, just fill me in. It's all good. Um, look. I reckon we we dive in before we reveal your team. We want to go to an ad break in one second to show our sponsors. Just quickly though, let everybody know who do you support in the AFL, mate. I think it gives everything a bit of context. Uh, just like your good friends Justin and Nathan Brain, uh, North Melbourne. So <laughs> and Jack Banks did more as well. And Jack, Jack, yeah. yeah, I don't know if he's been on the pod yet, but I assume he will be. Um, oh, he loves a chat. When North, when, when, when North well, when North win the flag, I'm sure he will be on. So. Beautiful. I'm pretty sure after the 2-0 start, he's already got a tattoo saying Premier's 2023. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. Mm. I wouldn't put is it, it next, him. is it next to the is it next to the portrait of Clarko? Or <laughs> and Chisel. Yeah. <laughs> Couple of Clarko eating some Cheezels with the uh, yeah. Premier sign right next to it. Uh, look, we are going to reveal Trent's team. We're going to dive in. We sort of this is what happens when molten people get together. We kind of have a little bit of a reunion, but uh, we're going to go to a little bit of an ad from our sponsors at Snap Fitness, and then we'll come back to reveal Mr. One Percenter's team. Are you looking to make good on that New Year's resolution? Finding it hard to get into the gym due to not having anyone to look after the kids? Head on in and see Mark, Emma and the team at Snap Fitness Bendigo and Epsom for all your fitness needs. Both Epsom and Bendigo locations offer free child mining, which gives you the chance to head on in, get a workout done without worrying about the kids. 
All staff have working with children's checks and are super helpful with whatever your children need. Snap Fitness also offers a wide variety of classes such as strength and reformer Pilates, Tabata, strength classes, as well as one-on-one PT sessions. So head on in and say good day to the guys at either gym and tell them the Molten Boys sent you. Like we say over and over again, support those who support us. Massive shout out to Snap Fitness uh, 24-7 in Epson and Bendigo. How are the glutes, Mickey Dell? I know you love a Pilates class out there, mate. Yeah, got my next one on Friday. I'll uh, jump in and I'll be walking around like a baby giraffe again for the next seven to ten days. But that's okay. Beautiful. For those who are just joining in, uh, tuning in at this point, we have Trent Evans, Mr. One Percenter. Look at him getting himself prepared. He's ready to reveal where his team is at. I'll give him some time to munch down on what looked like a sour worm. And I'm very jealous if that's what it was. Haven't had one of those in a year. That would be the colonel, and I promise you, I'll oh, make my way. To, I'll, I'll make my way to Snap Fitness to work that off. Don't you Mate, worry. We're, we're, we're talking about the Zinger Box combo being the greatest hangover cure of all time. So it's good to yeah. see the colonel get to mention here on Molten. Let's um, let's review your team, mate. And this is obviously pre-trades, so this is where we're sitting. Hopefully, this works. For those, just be aware, we've obviously got some that do watch us through YouTube, so they might be able to see what's going on. Uh, but yeah. we will talk through the team for anyone who's listening to us on the podcast. So, Trent, we're going to throw over to you, mate. Maybe talk us through your back line, um, and then we'll let's go from there. Let's talk about your team. Yeah, so the back line, yeah, I think it was uh, there was a few few temptations in there to take for the promo. Um, I think Doherty was definitely one that I was considering going with from the start, um, but I figured Sicily was probably the go for me, given that he's moving into the captaincy role. Um, need to take on big role down there. Going to be their best intercept marker. So I went with Sicily. He's been a little disappointing to start the year, to be fair, in terms of his numbers. I was hoping for a bit more. Um, but I think he's definitely one to keep long-term. I did think about getting rid of him uh, during the week, but uh, our big friend, big horse here, he's uh, he actually talked me out of it. So uh, it was a good chat, uh, but we'll go into that when we go to the, the trades. But yeah, then Dawson was another one that I figured he's going to, just keep on rebounding off halfback. He's going to be the man there for Adelaide to do that. And then Dacos, to me, was a no-brainer. Um, you watch how well he played last year. Um, I know people were concerned that he might have been moved into the midfield, uh, which was a bit of the talk in the uh, preseason and whatnot. But I kind of just bit the bullet and was like, look, if he if he does go to that halfback still, um, I, I think he's still going to rack up numbers. So that that was obviously one of the, the gambles that's clearly paid off. Yeah. Um, and then McKenna as well, I think he's probably been one of the biggest gambles that people took. Like people were kind of contemplating between McKenna, Wilmot, that's those sorts of players. Um, but I think McKenna's been a bit of a revelation and will will definitely be good come cash in time. Um, he was that's definitely gonna be his role uh, in the team. Um and Ginby, obviously, um, same same again there. He'll be good come cash time. Um bit bit sad I got Cowan uh Cowan over Hollands. Um but I figured I've just got to kind of keep that for now. There's no point trading those uh, him for Holland now. So, uh, but yeah, that, that was the thinking behind the back line was just get a bit of strength in there with some good rebounding halfbacks um, and then fill up what I can to try and get some cash later on. Has that been your lineup since the start? Has that been your back line since the start? Was that your? Uh, the only one that's come in was Cole for someone else. And that was, yep. I, I, de- I definitely will admit, I felt, think I fell into the trap of his first round, I think getting about an 80. Yep, fell into the trap a little bit there. I mean, he got fifty-two this week, um, and I'm pretty sure he's got. I'm pretty sure he's, he's definitely going to make me some cash. Um, yep. But, but that being said, he's actually out of my team uh, as part of my uh, proposed Ooh. trades this week. So we'll come back to that. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll put him down as my first mistake of the season. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a mistake. We talk a lot about job security versus score security as well. Now maybe score security comes down a little bit depending on who they're playing. I think. Sometimes he plays that lockdown role. Sometimes he gets a bit of a license to run. But his job security is right up there for West Coast. I think he still gets a game. So he's going to get you the cash. But I know you've got some moves to make, and, and he's one of those that you could probably move. So it, I like the, the no-Doherty call. It's, it's pretty solid, yeah. the Sicily and uh, Dawson. We were big on Doherty being the number one defender. Look, there's a lot of seasons still to play out, and obviously Dacos was that, that bet that paid <laughs> off as well. So, yeah, it's good. Midfield? Yeah, Tommy Coles. Tommy Cole's oh, sorry, got a mate. break even of minus 27 as well yeah. for those that are having a look. So if you do have him in your team and you're happy with what he's doing at the moment, I mean, you're going to make coin. So the, the battle with, with Trent here for, for our viewers watching, listening in, is that 
when you're 200 from the top, and to be honest with you, I'd nearly be counting the 50K and how you're going to spend it, mate. I've got all confidence in you. Um, you. You've got to keep yourself up near the top and you can't let yourself slip too far back. So I, I like that you've been aggressive. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about when, when I get to the proposed trades. We'll uh, we'll talk about how definitely trying to be definitely trying to take a risk. I mean, there's no point sitting at the top, like closest to the top, and then trying to just follow everything that all the others are doing up there. Um, which Rob actually sent through some of the trades that they the one to, other other one percenters. I'm going to refer to it as us because we're we're a, we're a tight <laughs> click, we're a unique group. Um, but the rest of us, uh, seeing what the rest yeah. of us were doing. Uh, I want to try and do something a little different. Uh, there's no point just doing the same thing because everyone's going to end up with the same same results. So try to differentiate a bit. I must yeah. admit, it's not a bad ability. The fact that Supercoach gives that, that sort of 1%, 5%, 10%, or you could do all coaches. But if I was sitting in the 1% as well, to be able to see close to game time exactly where some of the percentages are at, it does give you a little bit of pull of whether you go, do I want to kind of go with the, the trend? Or do I want to, is it my, is it my moving week to make a difference? Do I see something different in there that I want to go with? But it's not a bad little, um, you know, feature that Supercoach gives you to have a look at it, especially when you know that you're sitting in that percent. I know we joke about it, but that's where you are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised, I'm surprised they do it, to be honest. I, yeah. I would have thought they'd, it's a bit of trade secret. You think they'd kind of keep it, keep it on the lowdown, but yeah. Um, uh, very that's cool. all right. I might band together the other one percent and we might write in a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a protest to that. The closer you move to uh, actually being number one, mate, we'll throw a protest in for you. Sounds good. Absolutely. Let's do it. Multiple right, protests. Midfield, mate. Pretty, pretty stacked midfield. Yeah, midfield's good. Neil has been a disappointment, to be honest. I mean, he's cost a hell of a lot um, and he's not giving the returns you'd kind of want. Um, he is looking likely to be moved on in part of my risky strategy moving forward. Um, so a bit of disappointing. Bont, I've never put Bont in my team. I refused to do it last year because I see him go in and out of games, but for some reason, Supercoach love him. They absolutely love him, and he ends up scoring higher than everyone else on the field. So I've bit the bullet and just put him in this time. Yep. Uh, as a North fan, I couldn't go past LDU at the start of the year. Um, just watching the end of him end of the season last year, uh, Juzzy and I, Juzzy and I always talk, like joke about him winning a Brownlow, and we did last year, but. If if kind of proofs in the pudding, like started this year, he's shown that he has the ability to do it. So, um, really happy with that pick. Uh, yeah, Tom uh, Tom Green. I think he for the price that he was, I think it was kind of a no brainer. You kind of just had to put him in. Um, we'll see. Uh, here's one I'll monitor kind of moving forward. Um, see whether or not it's worth upgrading him to someone else if he kind of drops off a bit. But he has unlimited opportunity this year, um, being in that GWS squad. So that's that's the key thing there. Hopper. Um, yeah, heard Braino might have uh, got rid of Hopper after round one. Not a great move. So uh, he's going he's gonna to bring in some cash, which would be good. Um, Callahan was interesting. I brought him in last minute just thinking, okay, I remember seeing a few good performances last year and a bit of chatter about how good this kid could be. So I just brought him in um, and it seems like it's going to pay off a bit uh, with a bit of cash uh, moving forward. I did notice in the, the one percenters uh, trade thing you sent, a lot of people were getting rid of him now before um, movement week. So it uh, be interesting to see reasons for that. Um, we'll see if that pays off. But yeah, Ashcroft, no-brainer, obviously. And McKenzie, no-brainers in terms of rooks that you're going to bring in. Yep. Yep. Beautiful. And then, yeah, no, strong. And then you've gone the you've gone the English and Marshall combo. Was that the go from the start? Have you brought in any yeah. extra midfielders or rucks? Or have they been your... Uh, midfielders, no. Oh, no, no, yep. no midfielders. I haven't changed any midfielders, so that that's yep. been a constant for now. Um, yeah, yep. English and Marshall, they were uh, to me. It was obviously there was a few up there that you kind of talk about that are going to be solo rucking. Essentially, they were two for me that were meant to be solo rucking from the get go. English has shown if he stays healthy, he dominates and dominates super coach scoring. So uh, the temptation was there to kind of go wits, but I think he cost a bit more than those two, yep. so I just yep. decided to kind of. Yep. Just decided to kind of go with Eastwood, who I thought could probably match wits on most weeks um, and then just use that cash elsewhere. Yeah, And then Madden, obviously, I wanted someone for a loophole. So he's just in there. Yeah, nice. It, it's good. I'm just talking about your mids and your rucks there. Like Neil was one we heavily went back and forth as a group talking about for a long time. I think um, Justin was big raps for him and rightly so. He's a, he's a proven performer. I think 
Mick and I were a little bit unsure on the tag or what that would look like or the effect of Dunkley coming in. I don't think he's been tagged or anything too heavy. Obviously, people put attention into him, but he's an interesting one. It's a tough call, and we'll probably get to maybe why you might trade him out and what that looks like, but it's a big call to make a move on someone like that, but I'm sure you've got your your methods to your madness. Um, yeah, really balanced lineup, and look, I'll probably let you finish your fours. Unless, Mick, have you got any points there before we finish the lineup and then discuss it, or what do you got? If if Justin referred to LDU before the start of the season as to be able to lift one seven eleven, how many can he lift now? The limit doesn't exist. No, no. and I was getting they all exist. knew all the boys knew I was sitting at the uh, the Frio uh, North Melbourne game, and we were joking at the end that it was a bit of a close down sale of all the uh, the seven elevens were in a bit of fear before they might go and lift them up, but. Uh, yeah, he was on fire that game, and and hopefully he looks to continue it. He looks good. He looks he really does, good. Yeah. I think there, there was that one bit of vision where he just completely pushed the Freo. I can't remember who it was, but the Freo player just off the ball like a little child, and then just pick up the ball and ran away with it. Like that just shows, like that just shows he's going to be a beast this year, and just a mm-hmm. contested ball winner. And also his polish has gotten so much better on the outside Mate. from when he first came into the into the league. You would have noticed it. Clarko, Clarko set the blueprint now for Frio. He he made a serious statement by just going big bodies in that midfield. He put straight from the start Cunnington, LDU and uh, Zerha into the midfield to be the big bodies against Frio's like, slighter builds, I should say. Andy Brayshaw's got a bit to him, but not, not much. Um, and they smashed them in the center clearances, absolutely bullied them. They were like big brother, little brother. And uh, so I think that's the blueprint that Frio are going to have to now learn how to beat. But, uh, yeah, it looked good that North had that flexibility to change it around. Yeah, as you say, that was um, – yeah, you could tell it was a clear clear um, uh, kind of uh, plan from the get-go there from Clarko was just put the big bodies in and test out, as you say, those slider frames who probably don't like the contest contested footy as much as uh, someone like Cunners does. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And your forward line, mate? Let's finish it off. Forward line. So, yeah, I mean, Dunkley, that's a no-brainer. Taranto, no-brainer. Goulden was one that I know a lot of people spoke about and a lot of people were really umming and ahhing whether or not it was worth it at that price. Um, I think a lot of people saw him kind of – I think a lot of people kind of viewed him in that same bracket as someone like um, Braun, uh, Brown, or however you pronounce his name, from Geelong, that – it was kind of like he's probably more around that 350 mark in terms of the value that he's going to give back. But I remember watching a few games last year, and he's uh, he's a special player. I think he's going to just get better and better. So that that's a uh, a risk a risk that paid off yet again, um, which was kind of the theme of a lot of these. Um, uh, Braun yet again, as I said, he's probably been a bit disappointing, and he will be out of the team uh, this week. That's a that's a guarantee, and there's a pretty pretty easy fix on that one. Uh, she's God. Um, that obviously I don't need to say anything about that. I mean, being a North, this is this is the first time being a North uh, fan has paid off uh, because I think a lot of non-North fans probably wouldn't have bit the bullet at 198k. Uh, but yeah, us North fans, we did. It's definitely paid off. So it's been a great one. Um, and Philippu, yeah, Philippu, I think he was just kind of one of those ones that I figured was going to have a good year and just bring him in and just hope hope that he can get you some cash early. Yeah. I, I have a question, Rob. Go, mate. So it, okay. it looks as though you like putting in high picks that North Melbourne make. Um, Jason Horn Francis, where is he? Can't see him. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. Um, yeah, uh, that's. That, look. As a as, as I'm sure all of your listeners would be able to tell, me, Juzzy, and Jake have had a lot of time um, talking talking about uh, little mummy's boy over there um, in Port Adelaide. So uh, yeah, to be honest, good riddance. I mean, at the end of the day, we got Sheasel back, um, and we'll get there. Uh, pick whatever that lands at this year. Probably won't be that great, but at the end of the day, it's still more than having a little uh, little sissy who doesn't want to have an ice bath after a game. So good riddance. We talk a lot about being a North fan and paying off. I'll tell you what, it screwed me and Mick a little bit. We backed in Ben Cunnington to have a bit of an explosive year and get back in that yeah. midfield. And, and in effect, Clarko also cost us a little bit when he named uh, when he named Sheasel in the forward pocket. Now, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. Sheasel was a gun, mid, uh, gun forward coming out of the draft and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but I think everybody knew the points were there when he got put on the, the half back. So I got a bit nervous and made a few moves to get Cunnington in. Mick did the same. We are talking a lot about it. Yeah. Um, 
He's in where he belongs now, and I think he's showing what he can do, which will be interesting. And he's obviously going to get some effort put into him for the end of the year. But, mate, you talk a lot about, and we'll get to where your trade options are. You talk a lot about risk, and there were some mini risks. And I can see, like, the risk in, you know, a Sicily versus a, well, a Sicily and a Dawson versus a, a Doherty choice, um, a Neil maybe over a, a Clayton Oliver, something like that. Um, there's no Laird, there's no Rosie, there's no Canelio. But ultimately, and what we've learned is the, I, I don't want to go as far as saying the safe option, but the higher percentage owned players was kind of the the smart move to start this year. But what you've done well is throw in a, a couple of little mini curveballs and just sort of slightly gone the the higher percentage in a different way. Was, was that a plan, mate, or you just kind of went with the gut? I think a lot of it, I, I always get nervous about injury-prone players. So someone like Rosie, everyone was super high on him. I mm. find I, I just cannot get behind ever putting Rosie in my team. Like I just can't trust his body because he just seems to break down and finds weird ways to get injured. I, I just <laughs> don't trust it. So I just didn't want to put him in there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, in hindsight, I, I should have kind of looked probably more at the Neil dynamic with how many good mids they've got as well and the addition of Ashcroft. Um, Zorko, I didn't see having a bit of a revival year, um, but losing the captaincy has probably maybe helped him just focus on footy, maybe a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, there were little ones in there that I've obviously got a little wrong, but for the most part, I think some, some of those ones, as you spoke about, like Gould and um, players like that, I think were the, were the right choices. So if you had a magic wand and could go back in time... I mean, look, Oliver's not performing that great. Laird, as an average, isn't that great, although he had the big game last week. If you had your time again, you're sort of looking at that M1 spot and you'd pulled Neil out, who would who would have you slotted in there? Who's Who are you sort of liking more to look at if you just had a magical M1 swap? Would you have Laird in there or what does it look like? Nah, nah I'd go Clary. I'd definitely go okay. Clary. Uh, that, yep. That's kind of where I'd go. I think he just has a, a mountain of work every single game and it's going to eventually translate into good super coach points. So that's, that's the one I wish. That's definitely the one I wish I did. Yep. No, fair enough. So yeah, go. we got, we got some price changes this week and we've got a series of midfielders, Neil, Laird, Oliver, Petraka is going to drop a lot. Mills will drop. Are there any of these players that you're looking at where you're thinking, yeah, shit. All right. Two weeks time. I'm looking to get these guys into my team or, What's your plans for trying to get your premiums in? Yeah, so I think, and it's and so the, what I'm doing this week is going to hopefully help me move towards that as well. Um, in trying mm-hmm. to limit, in trying to limit how much money I'm going to lose on someone like a Neil. Um, so I'm planning on trying to get someone who I think could actually by the end of this season become a Premo, and I think the, I would go through the reasons later as to why I'll do it. So ultimately, I think in maybe two, three weeks, I'll start really bringing in some, definitely bring in, look to bring in one or two more of those promos because I think I've got a lot of cash that's going to be made um, in this movement. So, Have you got anyone in your mindset to sort of go, now I know you've got some tactical moves that might be different against the trend, but have you got anyone in your mindset to go, at some point I want to look to bring in X who's maybe away from the grain at the moment. So I know sort of you've got a few players. Does that make any sense? Like, is there anyone you're looking at to go, you know what, I actually think this player is going to explode and I really want to bring him in and I want to try and get him before someone else does to be that little bit different to someone else. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, I don't really have anyone on the radar like that yet. Uh, one of the moves this week, and I think we actually spoke about it a little bit, um, there's definitely two options on the same team that you could go between. Um, yep. And there's probably, I think a lot more people would lean the other way, but I'm probably diverting the opposite way a little bit. Um, just from what I'm hearing from other people in terms of they would have probably gone with the first player. Well, I think no time better than now to reveal, and obviously subject to change, like we say, everything on this podcast, everything is subject to change. I think we all we all text each other 30 seconds before bouncing and go, should I, should I? Um, where is your head at at the moment for for your three trades? Or two, yeah, so, well, I'm going three, go, going three, um, price movement week. I think it's one of the weeks that you do probably just buy the bullet and go and use one of the boosts. Um, so first one is pretty obvious. So that's Braun for Zebel. Um, I mean, you can't go wrong bringing another North player in. Um, so <laughs> that's that's the way I'm going there. Um, I think Zebel, and I think we spoke about it the other day um, in the chat the other day about that possibility of whether Hall comes back um, yes. could potentially affect Zebel. Looking last, I remember when they were playing together off the halfback two seasons ago, um, it didn't really impact him that much. Um, so they were both kind of getting as much ball as each other. <clears throat> I also don't think Hall's going to come back anytime soon. I think it just goes against the grain a little bit of what Clarko's looking to do. Um, yeah. Obviously wants to try and win. Um, and he's a little bit of a horses for courses um, mentality, but I just don't think he's going to get in. There's too many young guys that we've got that can go through the halfback who are going to be better off getting development um, in this team. So I'm not too concerned about that. Okay. So yeah, Zeeb's, Zeeb's the first one in. Um, the other one, so this is the kind of main one that I think is definitely against the grain, is getting Neil out but bring Setterfield in for him. So Setterfield, clearly no one in no one's eyes is a Premo at this point. Um, his numbers are great to begin with. And I think there's a lot of people who think it's, think it's going to drop off. Um but when I looked at his kind of stats and where he's generating a lot of his numbers from, a lot of it's he's, a lot of it's kind of like high pressure stats, and he's getting a lot of tackles, which I always love to see. Like someone a midfielder getting heaps of tackles shows they're putting in effort. It's guaranteed points each week. So to me, I think that's a um, it's a really it's a risky move, but cash yeah. the cash flow is beautiful. Mate, I like it. Been an Essen supporter. I've done a little bit of research myself. And when he played that role at Carlton, he averaged ninety nine when he was only playing it part time. And his two top scoring games that he's ever had have been round one this year at Essendon and round two at Essendon this year. So I think now that he's comfortable in the role, he knows what role he's playing. He's playing in a role that he's comfortable with. I wouldn't be surprised if he averages his 115 to 120 the year out. Yeah, I think they've unlocked him. They've just given him, as you say, maybe a bit of certainty of his role. Um, and as I said, that tackling pressure to me is, it's kind of like, I almost get a bit of that, that year that Jack Steele broke out on Supercoach. I almost yeah. get that bit of vibe out of it that he could potentially get that with his tackling numbers and pressure numbers. So yeah. It um, reminds yeah. me a little bit of how Tanner Bruin's been on the wing. So Setterfield was playing wing at Carlton and he was getting numbers, but he was doing nothing with it because he was a little bit lost. Now he's like Bruin. He was playing that inside mid role at Geelong and was scoring quite heavily. So... Setterfield's got this certainty. Essendon play well with him as an inside mid. They've got Shield, they've got Parrish, they've got Merritt as their outsiders now. Parrish will go in when Setterfield rests, but, yeah, I reckon that role is locked for him now. Essendon, they, they're preaching the future, but if they win this week against St Kilda and then they've got Melbourne, Collingwood, and then a couple of more easier games before they hit a bit of a hump mid-season, if they're... You know, five and two, six and two come eight games in. They're going to be trying to really push this group in the finals. I'll be intrigued to see how he goes against the Pies with their fast-paced footy. You know, he kind of wants a bit of a contest, wants it in tight, wants to get his tackles. But his numbers show – I mean, we've talked about a lot. There's two things there. One, it's the reason why – and we were talking about your your draft league. Keep Shield for me. I would keep Shield over – over Simkin, and the main reason oh, is because absolutely the main reason is because of Setterfield. I think Setterfield's yeah. just getting it out, and Shields loving that at the moment. The second part is this is also why the All Australian should name genuine wingers out on the wing. A wing mm-hmm. is a true position. You can't just put midfielders out on the wing and think they're going to put up the same numbers that they're putting up. It's a specialised position. Um, and Tanner Bruin has shown that. Setterfield has now shown that they're inside ball players. And when Tanner Bruin was actually getting some inside minutes for Geelong, he looks good. 
But the problem is he, um, Chris Scott keeps throwing him out there and he keeps getting lost. But, um, yeah, I don't mind the center field move, mate. I think it's gutsy anytime you move someone like a primo, like a Neil. But, look, I know you've got some plans moving forward. And, uh, mate, I think, I think it could pay off. I think he's playing a really, really good role. And against St Kilda with no Jack Steele, he could put up some good numbers this week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, agree. And, and the whole Neil thing is, as I said before, like you've got you've got uh, kind of a reinvigorated midfield this year in there. So it could be, it could look a little bit different. Neil may not be required to do as much as he has been. So for me, that 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 definitely led into um, kind of that just biting the bullet and making the decision and going for it. So so yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll, uh, we'll have to follow. Uh, see if I stay in the one top one percent because that could be uh, <laughs> signing my own death warrant. We, who knows? But we'll see. Um, and then, I'd, yeah, I'd be taking out loans now, mate. You've you've got it sewn up. <laughs> yeah, I might I might put those down payments on those Seven Eleven franchises I was looking at. Um, <laughs> so uh, get LDU to be the face of Seven yeah. Eleven. Absolutely, he's definitely listening. He's definitely this is definitely caught on, right? Isn't it for sure? For sure, has to be. Has to be. <laughs> and uh, trade number three, mate. Yeah. So last one is as I said, Cole's coming out. Um, my mistake of the season trading sideways with a rookie and then getting him out. But early on, you might as well make mistakes then. Make the mistake then and then move on. So the extra cash that I'm going to get from getting rid of Neil down to Setterfield, um, I already had a fair bit of cash sitting there, but I'm going to move Cole into Cox. So um, someone who's going to go through a significant cash increase. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I know we spoke about um, Ryan or Cox and the bit of dilemma between who do you go through there. Um, I mean, obviously, Ryan is proven. He's probably got the track record to go with. Uh, but looking at the way Cox played um, and the way that I think they'll continue to play him and the fact that he's 90, almost 90K cheaper than Ryan, um, just kind of that's what pushed me towards that that way. And I think he could end up – he will be someone who stays in the team long, moving forward and is probably in the oh, final yeah. team. So why not do it now before he starts going up in price? So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of the, the thinking behind the, the three trades this week. I like it. And what, is, what does that leave you with? What cash you got after that? Anything? Uh, 100, 109K. Laughing. Um, so, and, I, and, and I'm taking away the fact I'm going to lose 32 from Neil. Um, and, yeah, so putting in someone like Setterfield, who I know is going to go and skyrocket up. Um, and then same again with Cox. I know he's going to skyrocket up as much, probably more than what Cole will anyway, um, ultimately. So, so yeah, I think I think it's it's yeah, a bit risky, but there's, there's definitely a method to the madness. Yeah, but you know what? We, we have never had as many trades as what we do this year, and we've all managed to have primo teams by the end of the year. So... If there's a year to trade sideways to a primo early on to make that extra kind, why not this year? Yeah, it's a good point. Good point. Might, might as well. And I, and I think do it early before the price changes, um, yeah. I think, was, was something I wanted to do. And th- that was something I learned. As I said, this is only my second year doing it. Uh, but something I learned the hard way last year was do not waste trades. Do not trade sideways for the sake of it. Yeah. If you're going to trade and if you're going to trade down, make it worth it. Like make it actually worth it and reinvest those like, those funds or reinvest that cash elsewhere because, um, yeah, it seems like a lot of trades. And I remember I fell into that trap of being like, oh, I've got heaps of trades. I can do three now. I can do three next week as well. Come the last couple of rounds, you're, you're, you're really you starting to sweat thinking, oh, yeah. I've got no, no moves I can actually make. Yeah. It's very it's very much my trade three dilemma this week, which is do I go the guaranteed cash explosion and get rid of a rookie that I'm not loving too much and bring in like a Chandler who I'm not that settled on with where his position's going to go other than the fact that I know he's going to make bulk cash in the next three weeks and then his decision might be, who knows, with all the players coming back from Melbourne or do I bite the bullet with someone like a, a Libertore or someone like that who hasn't been that bad and go and grab? It was nearly going to be grab a hopper who I really like the role that he's got at Richmond. But in this case, with him out for a week, you know, I'm looking at do I grab the LDU and bring him in now and, and what does that look like? But then I'm very big on not being too much like the trend. I've taken a few risks now, like why stop? But at some point, I've kind of get some simplicity back in the team. But I don't know. Thoughts? I don't. I don't think you're going to go wrong if you bring in LDU though. I think that's a. I think he's going to be a bit of a failsafe this year. Is that you know he's just going to keep going better and better. Um, I don't think anyone's going to be strong enough to tag him. Um, I, I don't think he's going to kind of be tagged out of a game. Um, 
I might eat my words on that, but who knows? Um, Clarko usually deals well with players being tagged, so we'll see how that goes. Good shout. Mm. Should we should we start chatting some captain options, boys? VCs and yeah, captain options. Yep. I've done a little. I've done a little bit of research. Um, the big one now is, and I'm sure all three of us I know have the Madden option. I know a lot of the world and our listeners out there have the Madden option. So I'm going to base my chat around Madden being the loophole time frame that we have to work with. So GWS are playing the Blues as the second game on Saturday. So where we've had that luxury of kind of waiting till Sunday and having those early changes. We don't have as many to pick from. So we've kind of only got um, the Dogs and the Lions, the Pies and the Tigers, the Hawks and North um, before that game. And you'll have to watch the Hawks and North pretty closely to make that decision quickly so that you don't miss it. If we go through those games, now I've gone strict. I reckon in the past, Mick, I reckon we've given people too many options. I'm going to go with who I would comfortably put the VC on. Um, and I know you might have a few more stats to throw on it. Trent, obviously chime in. For me, the Dogs v. Lions, for me, there's only four options. Bont, English, Neil, or Dunkley to put the VC on. Have I missed anyone? No. No. They're, they're your options. Do you reckon? Do you reckon out of the four, who do you feel most comfortable with? I strangely, I don't like doing it with Ruckman. I definitely don't like doing the C on a Ruckman, but a VC I love. I think English versus um, McInerney. McInerney might be a, a safe pick with the way English is going. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that's where I would have gone. That's for that game. Yeah. I would have gone VC on English. I think he. What did he score? I think he scored maybe one thirty last week. Um, roughly yeah, around that. So, He's in Matthew. Yep. So I think I think I think he's the safe safest option of the lot. But as I said, as I said, for some reason Supercoach love Bont, so he's never he's never <laughs> a bad one to put the VC on. I, I, I reckon I know exactly what say and said that they are definitely going to play a more attacking style this week too. Who was that? The doggies? Yeah, Bevo, their coach. Yep. 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 Um I reckon I know uh, Trent. Do you have a bit of a, a fantasy background as well, like AFL fantasy? Uh, at all? No, like not, not really. No, no, no not really. My, my, I've usually come from um, basketball. Like basketball fantasy yeah. is where I usually spend most of my Bond time. in fantasy goes like this. Born in Supercoach yeah. just stays like massive. Like it's just the clearance factor, the inside fifties, the kicker goal. Yeah, it's massive. I reckon some um, of the tackles they t- t- some of the tackles they give him to are super questionable. <laughs> Who was it? I saw uh, Jimby over here. To his credit, I think they talked about his first game and how he got quoted with twelve tackles. He said, "Yeah, I think I got a few cheapies there, but I'll I'll take it." <laughs> um, the next one is Pies v Tigers because I'm working towards exactly where I know I think you're going to put your VCs. So we'll play mm-hmm. the fair game to everyone who doesn't have LDU. But Pies v Tigers for me, Dacos. And Taranto are kind of the only options there. Maybe a Dugowie if you wanted to throw a spanner with all the players out for the Tigers. But yeah, Dugowie's questionable there. with a shoulder. So who, who Dugowie. Okay. Yep. He's questionable, but Tigers don't tag anyone. So my VC this week is going to be on Dacos. Yep. And I anticipate Collingwood winning 39 plus. Oof. Yeah, I don't mind yeah, the yeah, I like that. I, I think Collingwood are going to do a bit of a demolition job on them this week. Um, but da- another another option there who's been scoring really well, um, and as you say, Tigs don't tag anyone, side bottom, coming off at 146. I mean, if anyone has him in the team, um, he's kind of a, a bit of an out there option, but he's one that you could maybe throw the VC on. Yeah, we strangely talked about the Rolls-Royce himself, Scotty Pendlebury, and the numbers he's still putting up in the first two games have been phenomenal. His break-even's really good. So you can't go wrong with too many of the Pies players and the way that they move the footy. Um, Darcy Cameron's going to be an interesting one this week. I don't think there's going to be a lot of too many clearances or, or stoppages. Maybe there'll be centre bounces with the amount of goals that get kicked. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Rucks go in a game that's probably going to be pretty free-flowing and, and moving pretty quickly. I am intrigued to see if the Tigers do kind of put someone to Dacos and what they look like. They've got a couple that could possibly run with him. But, yeah, that should be a it should be an exciting game. And I think the, the biggest thing that I'll chew my hat on from this uh, podcast so far is is me underrating the, the, the pies. They look good. I think for mm-hmm. me it's – for me it's the um, – I still get nervous with the 
the Myacek and um, McStay, two key forwards to winning yeah. the premiership. Like I've Myacek's always grown yeah. up with, I've always grown up with, um, you know, tall forwards get taller come finals. And I know they've got lots of forward pressure to put in there and kick goals, but I just don't know if I'd have confidence in them being that that forward line that wins your premiership. <laughs> but but they look bloody good. They look really good. Yeah, my my checks out this week. I think you'll find yeah. if Dugowie plays, he'll play forward more. Okay. And yeah, good. The tides, good if they're going to tag, who have they got? Cochin, who's going to be too slow, or that Jack Ross, who, yeah, good luck. It'll just be like they love they love week. I know they don't tag, but I know they've got like the, the Caden McIntosh and they've got some guys that can just do a job. But yeah, look, yeah. I don't think anybody can stop that. He's quick. He just, his work rate. Like I yeah. watch him get, you can talk about as much junk footy as he gets, think, but it's, yeah, with, you can't with Collingwood, junk his work rate. Yeah, with Collingwood and the way they're playing at the moment, because they've got the both of Dacos's, Dugowie, Pendlebury, Sidebottom. Like the list just goes on. McCreary's playing really good footy. Cameron, I rate him, mate. I Mitchell, rate him you got Mitchell as well. Mitchell. Tom, add you, Tom Mitchell. You, tag, you tag one, Adam, like, and with the way teams play structured defence, that's going to create a hole for anyone else to run into. You know, so with with the zone defences that come about in in today's AFL, Collingwood will utilise that and will probably score even more heavily with someone tagging Dacos versus whether letting him just to run behind the ball and get his own ball and try and negate his damage forward of the ball. Yeah, they've got the they've got the most creative engine room going around at the moment. Yeah, right? As you say, there are about six players there who can just do something that you wouldn't expect. That's just going to break down whatever zone defense you've got. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they are a lot better than I anticipated. So we agree on English. Um, English in the, the Lions dogs. We agree on Dacos probably is the number one option for Pies v Tigers. I'm going to assume my poor Hawks, the, uh, the kangaroos here. I'm assuming it's, it's, there's no other than LDU as the, as the V option. BC. The only other, the only other one could be Sicily. I mean, like you would, you would expect the ball could probably be down there a lot. Um, Larky has been known to have a stinker here and there um, where he just gets out-muscled, um, out-bodied. So there could be a lot of intercept marks there for Sicily. So that's maybe one. But, yeah, I think your safest option is going, going the LDU path. Is how it in Tassie? Yeah, it is. How do, how do North play in Tassie? Awesome. Is it like, we, uh, What do you mean? Like Hobart or Launceston? Uh, it's Utahs. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we usually play it really well. Uh, but the flip side to that is Hawks usually play it really well. Yeah, also, like those games, those games down there are usually a pretty good game. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and if it's windy, which we know is a lot in Hobart, goes yeah. again to a backman getting a lot of intercept marks um, because people hard to judge a ball. So, yeah, yeah just a, maybe a, a tricky one there for someone. A lot of behinds as well. So your Sicily shout's not a bad one too, and he takes all the kickouts. He loves running out for sure. So, all right. So there's the VC options. So from then on, we go to GWS Carlton. I mean, you, you're going to have to go a straight captain there. Look, I, I'm impressed with how Green and Cornelio are playing. You know, Crippers is going okay. There wasn't anybody that really st- stuck out for me with all the other games coming up on who I'd put the C on. But anyone for the C that you'd feel confident strongly with the C or? No. Maybe Crips. GWS have a lot of outs. Yeah. So, well, Kelly, if he's back this week, um, that'll help out, you know, Green and Canelio. But they just – they looked really inferior outside of those two with the inside ball. And Finn Callahan being hurt, I wouldn't be surprised if he missed this week. Yeah. Um, Carlton, Paddy Cripps inside, um, normally does play pretty well against GWS as well. So, I think Sarge – I love him as a VC. He makes me nervous as a C. Yeah, love it as a VC. Star would be nice as a VC if you can wait that long. You know, you're going to get your 115, 120 out of him. But yeah, yep. Um, so I've only picked one player for the next few games. So St Kilda versus Bombers. I thought the best option was. I actually thought the best option was Marshall versus Draper. Yeah, yeah, that that'd probably work okay. But hashtag flag dons. Sorry to you, Roo boys. Um, <laughs> why wouldn't you smash out Setterfield if he's averaging 128 at the moment? 
Oh, I mean, it's a good point. I just chose one. That's why we have a podcast. You can have yeah. an opinion. <laughs> I like, look, I didn't want to steal the, I, I thought if we all name one, Setterfield's the oh. obvious other option. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, as I said, I don't love putting the C on a ruck, but I just yeah. think Marshall versus Draper, I think he'll he'll get more footy around the ground and, and run and him around. You're right. During that practice match, he absolutely caned him. And I think he scored 140 in that practice match um, when they played, where was it? In Dan Frankston way, I think it was. In the preseason, yeah. um, yeah. no, or Cranbourne or wherever their, their home is, um, yeah, yeah. Setterfield, from an Essen point of view, I think he's going to be their top scorer all year. And if yeah. I had to throw to you, you've got a North Melbourne man, you've got an Essendon man, and you've got St Kilda two and zero. You had to pick one team that's going to make the finals. Who's it going to be, Rob? Are oh, you putting me on the spot first? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, we're biased, so I I think. Oh wait, who am I picking between? Who's going to make it? So good in North Melbourne. Oh, I I don't think I still don't think any one of them makes the finals. But if I because, had to pick one, if I had yeah. to pick one, I've been. Or if I had to pick one, I'm actually impressed by. I'm really impressed by the Bombers with the outs that they have. They have so many outs to do what they're doing. And Brad Scott's obviously got something going there. They have so many outs. Oh, look, I'm pleasantly surprised by all three. I think St Kilda obviously have a game plan that's working for them. Um, the Roo boys have at least what they're doing exactly what they want, which shows that they do have a future and they're not as far behind as they thought they were and, and as far behind as I thought they were. And But the Bombers... The Bombers had a bit of something there, but I thought they would struggle with all those outs, but they haven't just yet. So I guess I've got to say the Bombers just based on that they've got more outs. But so just some, just I'm some big on what everyone people. says on the radio. You don't know where the ladder's truly at until round eight. That's right. 75% of teams that go 3-0 and make finals. And only once in the past 15 years, I believe it is, that a team that's gone 0-3 and has made the finals, and that was Sydney a few years back. And I mean, North are every chance of going three and zero. Unfortunately, for you, Rob. So I mean, if we, if we go if we go three and zero and don't make the finals, then I mean, it's hard because you start winning, and as a fan, you start getting unreal, maybe unrealistic expectations. But because your team starts winning, um, same with my OKC Thunder this year. We were meant to be bottom <laughs> of the bottom of the ladder. As soon as all of a sudden you start getting close to the play, and you start getting disappointed when you play wrong with all these rookies, and they're they're not playing to the standards. It's just that, that, that shifts. Yeah. I've, Side note, Chet yeah. Holmgren is now upgraded to questionable. Oof. Yeah. Don't, let's not talk about that. Well, let's keep this PG rated because I will yeah, okay. get X rated. Yeah, okay. Let, okay. Um, in all honesty, though, like, look, I've learned very quickly to not say one bad word about the kangaroos in our chat because it's just not going to end well. <laughs> um, regardless of whether smart. I make it – Regardless smart. of whether I make a, just a true statement or not. But yeah. – there's got to be also a bit of expectation to go, look, they've played um, – who they play round one? Who'd they beat round one? West Coast. West Coast, they've, yeah. West, they've played West Coast and let's say they go 3-0, and which they if you don't beat Hawthorne, well, then the whole thing just diminishes. But if you beat West Coast and you beat Hawthorne, you're probably really going to honestly, I think, still battle it out for close to the bottom. Fremantle, who are really sort of struggling to find a way, but you exposed them. So I give you all the credit for that win. But when you play sort of West Coast and Hawthorne, it, it is a bit of an imbalance to a 3-0. and um, But they are showing that they've got something going and that Clarko's mm-hmm. up and about. And when Clarko's in the mood that he's in, it's a good Clarko. It's a great Clarko version to have. I think it was like that game that the Hawks played against GWS and it looked like it was about to start snowing and he's running around being a character. That is the best version of Clarko. And I think he's showing that at North Melbourne. Don't tell that to Caro. No, oh, just oh, Has, let's not. Can, can I let's ask not turn this to X-rated. Let's not. Let's not do it. <laughs> I didn't watch last week. Did, did Jaden Stevenson wear a long sleeve? No, 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 he no, didn't. He didn't. No, no, he didn't. Hey, I reckon he will. He will. He will down in Taz though. It's it's. It was chilly. so humid. It was so humid. Like I mean, I was. I lost ten kilos watching that game, and I was. I was knocking back a few. I needed my standard squeeze there. I was. Uh, I was knocking back. But, look, let's finish off the captaincies and then we can um, smash out a bit of bands. So, who are you putting the captaincy on for the Adelaide showdown? I think you'd have to go go Laird. I think, yeah. Yep, Laird's who I put as well. 
Um, Cats versus GWS. No uh, one. Sorry, Cats, Cats versus Gold Coast, sorry. No one. Wits could took, go huge. Took. I said Actually, Wits. Yeah. Wits, would have been, Wits would have been my one. Yeah, Wits. Mm. I think there's better options, but I had to pick one day. As in, like, I wouldn't put him over Laird or someone like that. But Wits versus the Cats could have a big one. Swans v Melbourne, if you had to pick one. I'll be back uh, in the uh, this week. I think he's gonna. Like, it's yeah. it's a big game. That, that that's a huge game. So that's he's got something to prove there against some of these up and coming mids. I think so. I reckon I'd be going Clary. Um, the other one, and then for the uh, showdown here in uh, in Perth, I, I am actually backing Andy Brayshaw to have a bigger game again. His last quarter last week was huge, and I reckon he's going to go big again against West Coast. But again, I think there's better, more confident options to put on. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see any value there outside of outside of Brayshaw. To be honest, I don't see it. Does Darcy go big against West Coast? I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking captaincy now. I wouldn't touch it. But does Darcy go big? Been a lot of scrutiny here over in the West. He scored 155 last time he played West Coast. Huge game last time they played. Yep. Well, if there's a game to do it, it has to be this one because yeah, he's under. A lot of scrutiny. I know from the the super coach pundits are not happy, uh, not happy at all. West Australian uh, uh, Mitch Woodcock, or I'm forgotten his name. Probably got it wrong now. I'm going to be in trouble because he writes a lot of stories for us. Um, he's come out and done the old uh, seventy eight thousand dollars per mark for uh, for uh, I saw Jackson. That. I saw that. Something like that, yeah. or whatever it is. He's he's put the dollar value. I felt like kind of saying. Yeah, you know, have a crack at Nick Natanui for once. The guy's averaged one mark a game for his whole career, I think. So, yeah, but I think you've got to give Luke Jackson a little bit of time. I think for me, the disappointing factor was he doesn't even really get his hands near it when he goes up for the mark. I want to see him. I want to see him crash a few packs, but I don't think it's on the forwards. I think it's on the backs and the mids to get it in there a little bit quicker. If I'm being honest, um, guys. Time flies when you're having fun. Mate, that's been 55 minutes on the count. We always look to stay around no longer than the hour. Um, Trent, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show and, and the podcast. Yeah, mate, I'll always give you one final word, mate. Absolutely. Mickey yeah. Dow, have you got one final word before we say goodbye? I do. For Trent, for making time, you know, taking time out of eating your kernel and family life, you'll be getting a standard squeeze pack sent to you, uh, courtesy of our good friends at the Standard Squeeze. So what you'll get is... Beautiful. Squeezes, and you'll also get a four-in-one. So Robbie and I have discussed this in the past. I've got two. I use one for a coffee in the morning, and I use one for me stubby at night. But you can also use it for your cold drinks. Uh, you, yeah, anything. You know, it's it's just so good. You put a cold can in it. Two hours later, you forget about it. You come back, it's still cold. It's just, it's amazing, mate. You'll enjoy it. Hey, that's great. With a newborn, I could have a stubby. Have to put it down uh, for a while, and then come <laughs> back to right. it. So that's that's going to be a godsend. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. I reckon this is half the reason most of the boys want to jump on our chat, mate, is to get the standard squeeze pack because they know we're giving out a fantastic prize pack. But I tell you what, let Morel now know to uh, stop riding your coattails. Let him have your time at the top. And if he wants it, he's got to get to the top and then we'll get him on the show as well to uh, to listen mate, to what he has is to say. He, is he even in the top 5%? Because I will not hear it. will not hear it that he wants to try and get an invite onto this pod. Mate, all I heard is he's all I heard is he's flying to Perth and he hasn't even sent me a message. So that's saying no. something. <laughs> yeah, if he thinks he's getting an invite to a pod, he's uh, got another thing coming after that. He, I think. he could he could uh, literally be sitting right here if he wanted to. He could come and have a yeah, seat right on the you'd couch. Have, you'd have, yeah, you'd have to turn the light off though because it might be a bit of glare. <laughs> now I'll, I'll correct what I was saying earlier. So Stephen May has been charged with driving while suspended. However, the Premiership Deven has avoided a criminal conviction. So it sounds like it's just been dealt with the court and the news crew was at the court. Fair enough. Is there, is there a game suspension coming? Uh, not sure, but he did ping his calf in warm-ups the other day, so he's uh, not relevant for the next really? couple of months. Anyway. Jeez. Is that one of those That's ones a, that you try and keep under wraps and then give me four weeks because I'm going to miss two anyway kind of thing? No, well, he did it He did it in the warm-ups against Brisbane. So he was a laid yeah. out and then Gorn went down in the first, you know, five, six minutes. So there were two big guys down. And, um, like, I thought they batted on pretty bravely for having two big guys out for such a prolonged period of time up there. Mm. Yep. Beautiful. Yeah. Interesting, interesting is how Grundy goes this week. That's going to be a massive, massive one to watch. Um I mean, I'm not sure about whether he's ever going to be 
kind of that super coach Ruckman again to take, but just from a just from a uh, pundit's perspective, good to watch. Good to see. We talked about in the last pod. I would have been I would have been really intrigued to see if people made more moves if his break even wasn't so bad this week, and whether people mm. would bite the bullet and do it this week. Uh, it'd be an interesting one if he has a big game of whether people sort of jump back on board and and see what happens next week, but. It's a tough one when you've got sort of wits and English with sitting with Marshall. Do you really bother with it? Um, I don't think it's really worth much of a move. But if you had gone, maybe you'd think about making the change. But anyways, we'll uh, we'll stay online and have a chat. I'm sure we will. Trent, absolute pleasure. Good luck, mate, jumping up from 781. I think we worked out you're about 200 off the top. Right, we'll, uh, mate, if you get to the top, we'll all, we'll all cheer on with you and claim that we had a, a part to play in it. But we wish you all the best on your season, mate. No doubt we'll touch base with you again. But it's been an absolute pleasure. Mickey Dell, always a pleasure. And to everybody listening, thank you to our fans, our supporters, and our sponsors. This has been the Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast. Peace out. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 